This episode of Art of the Kickstart is sponsored by BackerKit. BackerKit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. Plus, if you want to create and send surveys, offer add-ons and pledge upgrades, or begin accepting pre-orders, BackerKit makes it simple. Over 2,000 projects and 4 million backers have used BackerKit, including many of the projects featured on Art of the Kickstart. Ready to try BackerKit? Visit BackerKit.com and sign up today. Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Command Partners, the top full-service crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped raise over $70 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by The Gadget Flow, a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. The Gadget Flow is the ultimate buyer's guide for cool luxury gadgets and creative gifts. To learn more, visit thegadgetflow.com. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined by Josh Yank with The Mother Box. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you very much for having me. So Josh, you're, you are a soft-taught electrical and software engineer, and you've launched this product that is truly wireless charging. Please tell our audience all about the mother box. Yeah. So I, I will also work with a very fantastic team, really capable of doing this. Uh, we developed uh, the first product that really wirelessly charges your device. So there's no contact required. It's truly wireless. You can just move your devices within the proximity of the product and it charges. So we kind of view technology today as like a really sexy Ferrari that's really low on gas. It's beautiful and amazing, but really limited to its true potential, what it really could be. There's a very big bottleneck between the demand in which we want to use our content and our ability to use it. So that's why we really started on this, and that's why we're really passionate about it. And we just really look forward to uh, showing people what we've been working on. So what, what's the backstory here? How did, how did it all get started? Oh, man. <laughs> So um, uh, we got started uh, when I was getting my MBA upstate um, at Binghamton University. Uh, that, that's the inception of the company. And it really just started with that problem that we're really passionate about. And over time, it really developed into this product. So it didn't really start out as wireless charging. And that was a little bit over three years ago. Uh, so we were, <laughs> we've been developing this for a pretty long time. We're in a Columbia University startup lab in New York City now. And um, ever since we moved to the New York City area about like a year ago, uh, things have been really picking up uh, very nicely. And we got a new, uh, bunch of new team members. And yeah, we're just really, really excited to show people. So when you guys were creating Mother Boxer in its infancy, what did the, the overall process look like? Like, how did you guys go about deciding what features to include with the designs and the functionality side of things? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not set in stone. <laughs> We're definitely still learning. But um, in terms of like size and and feel for what, what kind of charging range and speed people might be interested in, because uh, the technology is scalable. So it's really a balancing act. It's not an if you could do it, but simply a matter of how you want to. It's kind of like the first 3D inductive charging pad. 
So we did a lot of surveys, a lot of focus groups to really figure out what's more appropriate. We actually started out with the middle size between the mother box and the mini, but people thought it was way too big to carry around. But uh, a lot of people also felt it could be a little bit bigger if you could give it a further charging range for something like the countertop of your desk or um, by the, the counter by your bed. So we decided to actually run two product lines really because of that. So that was actually really, really important feedback for us. So what was the biggest challenge thus far that you guys have encountered while designing the product? Oh, uh, man. I mean, <laughs> there's definitely been a lot of challenges. Really, uh, when I started the company, really the, the biggest challenge was one I really didn't realize at the time. And um, it, I, I guess you could really break it down into two things. So the first thing was that I originally hired uh, a team. I was uh, a student getting my MBA and I was working at the school. And um, I hired a bunch of electrical engineers and I assumed I could do the business stuff and they could do the engineering stuff. And it went horribly wrong. <laughs> so there were uh, months where I didn't realize how unproductive we were being just because I couldn't communicate tasks properly. So that's when I really decided to start buckling down and learning more about our systems. Uh, it's really just to be able to execute and communicate things effectively to other team members. So over the course of several years and asking a lot of people the right questions and talking to a lot of people and reading a lot of books, I've accumulated personally a, a great deal of knowledge in the space. But it, it was really more about a communication bottleneck that was a really big issue for us. So that was a really big challenge. And then the second largest challenge was really being in a location where they didn't actually teach the skills necessary to work on our systems. So <laughs> probably not the best place to start a business uh, for radio frequency engineering and design where they don't teach those skills anywhere nearby. So what we realized was if you can't be in a location where those resources are, you need to go where those resources are located. So that's when I started branching out beyond the upstate New York area, uh, specifically the Binghamton area I was in, and started reaching out to people and, and places that did have uh, these kinds of specializations. No, that's impressive. Let's jump into the uh, the crowdfunding side of things. So the campaign's currently active on Indiegogo, mm -hmm. currently at around 140,000. Over 1,300 backers are eagerly anticipating the arrival of their product. Let's talk about how long you guys spent in terms of preparing for your crowdfunding campaign and what ultimately led you to decide that crowdfunding was the right way to launch your product. Yeah, because honestly, we were going back and forth between B2B and focusing on uh, directly a, uh, a business model straight for businesses instead of doing a consumer product for a pretty long time, actually. But uh, we, we met with many of the largest you know, smartphone manufacturers in the world to talk about integrating our technology into their systems. It sounds great. It was really cool. I went to California. I met with a lot of cool people. But um, what I realized was the unfortunately, the ball is really in their court in terms of time and decision making. And we were doing a lot of work that we weren't getting paid for. So we had to really make a big decision whether or not we decided to continue going that route or put the, the ball in our court, uh, so to speak, and control our own destiny. So we decided to work on our own consumer product uh, to be able to illustrate our technology and really as a major stepping stone to really show people what we've been working on. And um, really preparing for that crowdfunding process was a very big learning curve. And really what we had to realize was, okay, what are we good at and what are we not? 
we're a really strong electrical engineering team. That's our core competency. We don't really know much about the crowdfunding environment. We don't know much about, uh, for instance, press. So we had a partner with the company, Command Partners, in which we could at least have that kind of expertise on our team. Uh, so that was very important to really realize what we're not as great at. Um, and it was just a lot of preparation from the video because the video is such a big driver in terms of uh, marketing content. You want to make sure you really get that right. So we uh, fil- we hired a production company to make a very uh, more polished video than our current company video at the time. Um, so it was really analyzing, honestly, what what we're really good at and what we're not so great at and trying to help those areas that we're not so great at by partnering with companies that are. Yeah, no, and it's been a great process having you on board as a client uh, of our agency. Um, you mentioned that we've gotten you guys a ton of press, you know, everything from Yahoo, Digital Trends, Verge, and Mashable. How do you think that's affected your overall campaign and potential growth of your company post-crowdfunding? Yeah, I mean, it, it's helped a, a great deal. <laughs> um so, I mean, uh, without even taking the campaign into consideration, one, a, a, a very large uh, consumer electronic manufacturer, for instance, saw some of the press that was coming out and we actually got a development deal or agreement, excuse me, in principle with one, uh, one of these manufacturers because of that, uh, because they saw these articles that were coming out. So, completely unrelated to the campaign, but very beneficial to our company and to our growth and really what we were striving to do from the very beginning. So that's just one example. There's honestly multiple other examples. Um, and just specifically relative to the campaign itself, I thought it was extremely helpful to really propel us in exposure uh, because people don't know about us at all. <laughs> uh, at least maybe now a few people do. And really, we didn't get a lot of like organic traffic. We were not really the I would say the common kind of campaign launch, it's usually from what I hear, kind of like a parabola. You hear, you get your most initial traffic in your beginning and your end. But our campaign hasn't quite been like that because we didn't really have that kind of, really that organic network uh, in set that maybe a lot of other companies have the beneficial of having because maybe they know more people or they can accumulate more resources to those areas. So the, the press was extraordinarily helpful getting out our message. No, that's great. So tell us a little bit about your experience with your backers so far, given that you've got over a thousand of them. Have you gotten much feedback? You know, how are you managing that and then potentially utilizing some of their feedback into stretch goals or new product features? Yeah, I definitely hear a lot of cool and interesting ideas. I, I think it's really important to not only listen to the feedback, but also know what your ability is to execute it. So to give you an example, um, there's been some many, many great ideas. For instance, you know, uh, if we could wirelessly charge not only smartphones and tablets, but other kinds of products for our initial rollout, right? So that's something we definitely want to do. It's a, it's a great idea by multiple backers. We've been hearing this, but we're, I think we still got to keep a little bit focus on minimizing our SKUs in the sense that we don't want to overreach for our first product too much. And, um, Another fantastic idea was the ability to control, for instance, uh, your, the LEDs on the product to, uh, so people could uh, customize and individualize the product experience for them. So that was a great idea. That's something that we could execute right now. So it's not just ideas, I guess, that we're getting in terms of what we could do in the future, but also what we could do now as well. And um, 
it's been pretty cool talking to a bunch of people from all different countries. It's pretty crazy. Like yesterday, I was talking to someone from like Brazil, and then there's Israel, and there's Australia, and it's pretty wild, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of crowdfunding, right? It's a global phenomenon that you're getting, you know, questions asked and things you hadn't even thought of before, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the greatest thing. Like, you can only learn so much when you're doing like surveys and focus groups. When you're talking to like your core customers and you have the capability to like survey them, for instance, it's the information is so much more valuable to making a better experience at that point. Because it's no longer just really estimations or conjecture. This is exactly what your customers are telling you they want. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So in the spirit of advice, what would you give to someone else looking to crowdfund their tech product? I guess the biggest piece of advice is don't really assume that even if you have a great product or you have a great service, that you could just put it up on Kickstarter, Indiegogo, and that people would love it and they're just going to buy it. It's just a lot of people buy into that fallacy and it's very unfortunate because a lot of great products and services, for instance, they, they fail in the sense they don't reach their goal, but not because they're not great, but because they didn't prepare for it. So, I mean, us personally, like you can make a pretty good argument. We've been preparing this for like nine, nine months, maybe. Um, <laughs> so a pretty long time. I would prepare early, prepare often. And uh, I would really look over internally, what's your core competencies? And if there's an area you're not so great at, that's okay. You could partner with a company uh, or a person that does have that capability to help you solidify your team. Fortune favors the prepared, right, Josh? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, this gets us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a few questions at you. You good to go? Uh, Sure. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? I mean, it was just really more about doing something that is a problem that I'm really passionate about. So it really wasn't something that I, I wanted to just start a company and just do things. It was really problem focused. And, um, yeah, so it's not that I really aspire to be an entrepreneur. It's just, I guess I aspire to solve a problem. And that, that's kind of how we view things. So if you could have a beer with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? I'm a big Elon Musk fan, I got to say. So I would very, very much like to meet him someday. So what would be your first question to Elon? Can we go to Mars together? <laughs> there you go. Hitch a ride, baby. <laughs> Are there any business books or life books that you'd recommend to our audience? I'll, I'll be totally frank. I haven't read in a pretty long time, free read. So I don't have any great recommendations off the top of my head. What's your favorite website? Right now, Indiegogo. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, man, uh, I try not to look that far ahead. I see ourselves honestly as a a major player in the wireless charging space. And that's really what we're striving to be. Last question in the launch round. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think it's very bright. Uh, I think a lot of barriers are, are falling for an everyday person to be more involved, whether it's in product crowdfunding or equity crowdfunding from a regulatory perspective and just people are simply just knowing more about it. So I think the potential is pretty huge in terms of growth. 
And it, it's pretty exciting to see people all over the world that are working on uh, really, really cool things. And they just need a further validation and further runway to help deliver it effectively to people. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. Awesome. Josh, thank you so much for being on the show. Please give our audience your pitch. Tell them what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should go buy a mother box. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're sick of your phone dying all the time and um, you just want to be able to live with the world in the future without cables, that your phone, the issue is that your phone's dying at those places in the moments that really hurt you most. Like you're on an important business call and then your phone dies or you're using mobile GPS before you head to an important meeting. And again, your phone dies. So the Motherbox is the first wireless charging product that is capable of providing that power at that moment and place that you really need it most. And we really appreciate any, any support, feedback, and help you could give us. And you can visit www.yanktechnologies.com for further information on the Motherbox and the technology we're developing. And uh, there's also plenty of links on there and references to our Indiegogo page, which has a lot more information uh, about the Motherbox and um, really what we're striving to build. Josh, you've been awesome. Audience, thank you again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the show notes, a full transcript, links to everything we talked about today, including the campaign. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and BackerKit. Josh, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, thanks for having me, Roy. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes and our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. If you've loved this episode, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors and entrepreneurs find the show and helps us get better guests on here to help build your business. If you need a more hands-on crowdfunding strategy, please feel free to request a quote on commandpartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you soon.